Now then, it's uh, Andy from Sea Dog Radio. This is just a quick introduction to our second compilation episode. So it's Lost Tapes number two. Some good stuff. There's a woman who tries to kill her husband. Fella who joins the Solo Mal High Club while he tries to. Inventions for dogs. There's some TV show ideas for Berg. Um Yeah, enjoy. We've uh, finally decided on the name. We set ourselves a little target last week, didn't we? We said... We're going out for a few drinks and we were like, right, by the time we leave here, we have to have come up with, we have to be settled on the title. And then it took us like five minutes. I'm, I'm really glad with the name. I think it, it works well. A little pirate radio. Like it's got a yeah, that's the idea. I was showing mum the logo that you did. I was yeah. trying to explain it. So she just she wasn't getting it. She was like, who, who, who are the dogs? Whose dogs are they? I was like, no one's dogs. It's just a, she's like, well, well why dogs? What's, uh, yeah, I was like. I was like, you know, pirate radio. She was like, no. I was like, right, doesn't matter. Then. Yeah, when I was um, running some of the names past night, she was like, why the hell is it? What, what does it mean? Anything? It's just like two words, like stuck together. I was like, yeah, yeah, I've got a point there. So at least we've got, you know, I I've got a little painting in, in, up here in the yeah. studio. I guess there's a, a painting which we, we used to have in our bathroom, yeah. and it's got uh, some little dogs and on boats, yeah. and it said uh, one of them's called Billy Bones, and the other one's called Sea Dogs. Yeah. And I was like, why am I going to be in a band? Billy Bones and the Sea Dogs would have been the name, but I'm talentless, so and we're so talentless we couldn't even think of a name, so we just ripped it off a painting <laughs> and added radio to the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I think it works. Yeah. So, is anything peaked your fancy this week, Andy? Any anything well, weird or interesting? Um, from last week, remember last week? Uh, if anyone even listened, or if this has even gone out anyway, but Boog asked for some ideas for inventions. Yeah, I was looking at weird inventions. I, I had a look at some today as well, actually. Oh, nice. Well, I'll run mine past you. We'll run out of them pretty quickly. <laughs> well, you've got some inventions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a few. Oh, um, nice. Tried working a bit of the theme this week. And uh, the theme, it was up here earlier, uh, woofing. Uh, it's ideas for dogs, and particularly dogs that don't behave very well. So, number one, it's a thermometer that you put in a straight dog turd in the street. And then uh, the probe is connected to a phone app that tells you the breed of the dog the age of the dog and approximately how long the dog turd's been there for. Yeah, so you can you can uh, s- settle uh, Any domestic dispute. debates of like, your dog shit on my grass. It's yeah. like, no, I'm, my dog shit isn't be- uh, isn't that big. My dog shit's way drier than that. <laughs> yeah. That's a cat shit. Ah, oh, they are. It's like a human one. But on <laughs> our street, like literally four doors down, there's uh, some little kids and they've, put, they've had to put a sign out the front of the house, right? Uh, a little, you know, a kid's painting kind of thing. It says like, Please do not let your dogs poop in the street. And in front of the sign, there was the biggest dog poop you've ever seen in the world. You're asking for it. And You're I'm like, ah, it's only four doors down. And I'm like, that's way too big for it to be Eddie. But you just think, I hope no one thinks it's us. Um, right, so anyway, I think that's a good idea, the poop. Poop from on I think from is probably the wrong word for it, but like, more like a probe. It's like a poop identifier, isn't it? Poop yeah. ID. So you just put, put it in, and then it'd be like, right, look, Alsatian probably about 10 year old you're like oh, I've seen that knackered old station yeah R- roughly three days ago you're like got him no he is you're, on, you're onto something you're onto something decent idea just start collecting dog shit yeah <laughs> and bringing start it back them, here put them for in it and, and just get to work yeah that's what I think okay uh, ID number two bark activated dog blinkers this is a pair of glasses that you put on your dog and when the dog starts barking or kicking off the glasses lenses will turn uh, into sunglasses you know like temporarily obscuring his vision uh, and then stopping him barking. So he's also got a bonus there because he's going to go from looking like a complete idiot barking out control dog to mm-hmm. looking like cool little, cool cool little, little dog wearing sunglasses. Like, cool like, pooch. Oh, what's going on? The dog's crazy. Hang on. 
Where's this guy come from? Oh, is this little cool dog in glasses? Theory behind this one too is like Eddie, our dog, always likes barking in the car. If yeah, you've got him does. on your knee driving around, like he'll go mad. So if I see a runner coming, I walked in when you had COVID, and I was like walking around the park, and he was like going mad at dogs, and I wanted to be like, it's, it, it's not, it's not my dog. Like it's, it's my mate's dog. I'm just, I'm just helping him out. Imagine being us. He's not so. Like, he's, he's getting nah, better. To be but, fair, he was only, it was only like, it was only like two dogs. He yeah. went, yeah. But the hand blinker works an absolute treat. So you see a runner coming, put the old blinker on him. He's happy as Larry. Runner goes away. Also, it's got a new car and it's got tinted windows in the back. Eddie in the back of there. He's fine. So the sunglasses already, lens. There's something there already. Already working, really. Testing it. Eh, it's a good idea. But how you get glasses on a dog? I'm sure it's been done. Maybe like swimming goggle kind of things, but then he probably will not look as cool. Eddie was maybe thinking more like Ray-Bans or... What about like ones that just like flip down you know like the Mickey Mousey ones yeah when like people have like um, prescription sunglasses and also glasses but then they're like flick them up yeah because like flick them I down I think if you had a little sensor on the side when it goes like barking like loud noise <laughs> yeah goes straight down, down and then it's got a little timer on it roughly five minutes slowly up and yeah. back up that'd be a cheaper version of doing it I don't know why even cheaper alternative just doing train, train your dog. <laughs> I don't know. Like we, we had some woman doing dog training the day, and uh, they had to take a bank loan. <laughs> oh yeah, like 140 quid an hour or something. Some of them. Yeah, tell me about it. Right. Well, as soon as you get them blinkers on him, yeah, he's sorted, isn't he? Another thing we could plan on him is uh, ID number three, which is a, a magnetic dog lead or a dog collar. So you put the mm-hmm. magnetic dog collar on, and then uh, you can let him run free. So. Obviously, we can't let Eddie off his lead because he likes chasing kids and animals yeah. and all that. But if you had that in a field, no one around, course is clear. So you've got like an app on your phone and you can control radius. the strength of the magnet. Pretty much, so yeah. It pulls so it's like, it back like in. a little radius thing. So you set up to yeah. 10. You can run around 10 metres from your phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. See like another a kid come in, shit, pull it into a metre and yeah. then... Or see what say I'm going to walk the yours down the main road. Yeah. Just keep it on a meter. You can run around, but as soon as he tries to go too far, it's like a little. So is there a physical lead, or is it just like mag- just magnets ma- holding just magnet. him in? No, yeah. So like, has he got the magnet on and he's, your phone? Because like, if just he's got the magnet on, and then like a car comes past and he yeah, just that, that flies on it and it sticks to it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the phone's a magnet, and then the dog's got. And it's tuned to a certain type of... Yeah, yeah. It, the magnets that can only work with each other. Yeah. Perfectly twinned magnets. You know, like that. a magneto situation. <laughs> well, <laughs> like yeah. Flying into a fence. I'm on the ideas, guys. So, all, a bit like the poop thermometer. Yeah, we don't work out science. Yeah. So just, We're the idea guys. It's so the ideas. We took the idea out there. Yeah. Some little geek picks it up. 50-50, we take half the profits. Yeah. Because that would be an absolute money maker if... Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely... Beats uh, electric, uh, yeah. electric dog collars and uh, whatever they want, spike collars and all that yeah. shit. One problem which Nat did mention was though, what do you do if the dog's ten meters away and then you see a little kid coming and then you suddenly change it to one because he's got to get from ten meters to one and he's going to just go well like, and he'll learn to after that he'll always walk close to you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was thinking like you maybe like elevate him just just so his paws are off the foot ground and then maybe there's like some kind of buffer on it where like. Or if you could somehow get him to stand still, you know, I don't know how you do that. You'd have to maybe run a yeah, stand still, yeah. electric current through the dog <laughs> yeah. temporarily. It's getting quite complicated. Yeah. Okay, well, this one isn't complicated, <laughs> and I actually think this one could be a goer, right? And I also think Eddie would like this one. 
doggy Tinder. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. So you can either have like a dating app for dogs. So say you're a dog breeder and you've got uh, like a schnauzer like us. Want to have another schnauzer? Have you yeah. want to have a litter? Mm-hmm. We put Eddie on and then write a good profile. Maybe put a few lies in there about his behaviour. <laughs> and then there's a female dog uh, owner. Get a picture of him there holding up a fish. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you can just meet the dogs up or if. You're like single yourself, or or not, or even if not. Say you're local and you've got a. Uh, I keep saying which. You you got a boxer around here. You never see boxer dogs, but if you went on doggy Tinder, you found another couple who had another dog similar age, and you could have like you know like um, uh, top trumps. You could rate your dog sort of friendliness mm-hmm. eight out of ten, mm-hmm. and then people could a bit like um, Uber, right? Okay, go on a bad dog date. So say we took Eddie on a date. And the dog goes mental. His little doggy Tinder rating's going down. Rating goes down. But I think that works. So it helps you socialise the dogs with the dog breeds. And you can be like, oh man, like we're training the dog and we really need him to be on his best behaviour. Well, yeah. we, need a, we need a guaranteed 9 out of 10. We can't be going with no dog with 3 out of 10. Only problem, that, only problem with giving dogs Tinder is that some dogs are going to get loads of unsolicited doggy dick pics. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, look yeah. at this lipstick. Yeah, and I get some like massive uh, bulldog. Like check this out, love to a little poodle. That's that's your problem. Yeah, predators, <laughs> sex dog, pest dogs. Dogs have like eight nipples too. So yeah, they're fucking horny. Grim, dogs are horny as well. <laughs> it's gonna be all sorts of chaos. So they were my dog ideas. Other ideas number one, just ice that sinks. How annoying is when you have a pint and you got ice in it and it's just constantly going in your cup. It just drives you mad. Ice, make it sink. You know, ice that sinks. Nice yeah. cold drink. It's not doing your head in. Could you have like you know, like in a cafeteria, how you have like the little, it's got the, the little, little mesh, like one of them, like halfway down your glass, and the ice underneath it. I have had this it. conversation before with uh, with Nat. I think and she's like, "Why don't you just use a straw?" <laughs> Which yeah, is a valid true. argument, but it's normally when I'm drinking cider so like a pint of cider on a summer's day and you're out in the pub and you want to you don't want to think you look that cool but drinking a pint of cider through a straw is a it's just not a good look is it maybe you just need to be uh, not um, yeah don't care so much to- like such a, in a toxic masculinity yeah <laughs> and be comfortable with who yeah, you are yeah on a big curly straws <clears throat> yeah just flaunt it I had a little look at some real weird inventions. Nice. Have you ever heard of the baby cage? I think oh. it was in like the 50s maybe. Baby. And it was literally a metal, it was like a dog cage uh-huh. that people who lived in like flats, like, you know, like high rise flats or whatever apartments and they didn't have much space in the in the flat. They'd like literally like hang this, like it was basically a dog bed, like a metal dog cage. Yeah. It was like clipped onto the outside of the window. So like oh, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody and they'd like put a blanket in it and that and baby just go around in there in like a cage and like apparently people actually used it but like what it's just mental like like a baby in a cage like 300 feet in the air like yeah <laughs> so we can either get rid of the wardrobe or we can just hang the baby from the side of the house yeah yeah let's just do that yeah M- making space um <laughs> yeah mental very michael jackson isn't it Remember when he hung his yeah. baby for, over the balcony yeah maybe just been in the hotel like where the fuck's the baby cage <laughs> have you uh got a baby cage for this room yeah yeah sorry yeah mental um but i came up with a little invention which yeah, <clears throat> it's not as it's not as uh interesting as yours but it is it is a gore i think so i went to see the batman recently you, uh, have you yeah, seen it yeah, that's a good film 
You know, Cat, Catwoman's always like darting about on her motorbike all the time. Mm-hmm. And in, in Gotham, it always seems to be pissing it down. It's raining all the time. Yeah. And there's a scene where she like chucks her helmet on, she pulls her visor down, and she speeds off. And it's raining, like torrential rain. I was like, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't ride a motorbike. But like, how is she supposed to see? Like, yeah. So get little mini windscreen wipers for helmets. Good idea. I think it, I mean... I, was, I thought you were really cool with like an umbrella on the front of your. Uh, All that, yeah, either well, work. Yeah, that would look Neither are very cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, or a pair of dog glasses, you could repurpose. Pair of dog glasses, yeah. Like, how are you supposed to see? Or like, even when people wear actual glasses, like I've got glasses. I don't wear them that often. I'm supposed to wear them, but like, I've worn them out when it's been raining before, and literally, you take your glasses off every second to like wipe your glasses. Yeah, like little. Little. I've seen, I've seen, I've like seen some glasses with. Uh, I think they must novelty ones. They must exist. exist. And it got me thinking. This isn't an invention, but something that exists that's stupid that they should that they should rethink. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, you know how they give serial killers like cool sounding names. Yeah. Like, I always think that's so stupid because it'll like, like encourage oh, them. Yeah. Like Doctor Death or like the Green River Killer yeah. or like the Hillside Strangler or the Zodiac Killer. Or whatever. It's like. They sound cool. Like if you were a serial killer, and then the and then the news started calling you one of the names, you'd be like, "Oh, that sounds pretty yeah, cool." Like yeah. I'll keep doing it, and like they're gonna keep doing it because they love it because it sounds cool. So they need to give nicknames that they don't want, so they stop doing it. Yeah. Like so tiny dick killer. Exactly. So it was like if you were a killer and the news started saying, saying like the hunt for the poopy pants man is on, you'd be like, "Oh, like the only clue we've got is that he's got a small <laughs> penis and poopy yeah. pants." <laughs> exactly like who will the baby dick loser man kill next and if you rim you'd be like alright forget it they do glorify it though you know where people say yeah, it's bad. they shouldn't put this in the news but then it is the news I guess because they ham it up to, to make it sound cool they're like oh like give him a really cool nickname when most of the time they're just like little nerdy weird guys and then some losers will make a podcast about it and then, and then no one will listen to it the podcast killers yeah killing <laughs> the art of podcast yeah. Um, yeah I just think it's like I think it'd be quite effective. Like, I if I was counseling, like, like, are the streets safe when the tiny dipshit man is on the loose? You'd be like, I'm not, right? It's not me. Yeah. Whereas, um, like, people, because also you get, like, copycats or people who yeah, are, like, claiming to be, claiming to be it yeah. when they're not, because they're like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, I'm just a fucking loser. Like, yeah. that'll give me some, just like, give them shit names. This guy is a pathetic loser. <laughs> this guy, everybody laugh at this guy's dick. <laughs> So yeah, I work. So I work in TV development. So yeah. like, basically, so my idea is like, Bowdoin knows what he's doing with this stuff. Well, I mean, and I, I do not. Like, my job is to come up with ideas for TV shows and pitch them to channels and try and get them made. So that's kind of what I do most of the time. So, so Andy's going to put some ideas to just me. Just looking at sort of how TV programs are going these days, it normally starts with a bit of a pun, work backwards to like what the TV program is. So that's the logic I've been going with. I'm going to tell you. Tell you which TV channel I'm also pitching the ideas to just to see. So yeah. I'll run through them. You can let me know which is a good idea or not at the end, if any. I've also tried to fight, to, again, a bit like the dog theme, I've tried to go for a theme in this one. So I'm trying to find new television roles for the former Soccer Saturday presenters since Sky decided to get rid of them and revamp, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they started doing stuff for Paddy Power for a bit, didn't they? I don't know yeah. if they're still doing that. Charlie Nicholas and that. Got rid of the old boys, didn't they? Yeah. Speaking of Charlie Nicholas, this is pitched to BBC Two. It's mm-hmm. going to be a Louis Theroux style documentary. Yep. It's going to be called Charlie Nicholas 
Charlie Nicholas has to give up his celebrity lifestyle and move to LA where he lives in the homeless slum for two weeks. So he's Nicholas. Nicholas, nickel as in the coin. <coughs> Charlie's yeah. now Nicholas. So he's, he's hit hard times. He's been fired from Soccer Saturday. He's pretty much not going to get on any other TV program, is he? So No, definitely not. So he's sleeping on the streets in, mm-hmm. like, you know. American uh, What's mm-hmm. it called? Where the Cecil Hotel is? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. What's it called? I don't know what it's called, but I've seen that documentary in Cecil Hotel. It would be better if he was in that hotel, I think. Yeah, we'll bang him in there, yeah. Not in the water cooler on top yeah. of the... Um, what's it called? Skid Row. Skid yeah, Row, that's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, Charlie Nicholas in Skid Row. Charlie Nicholas. You need to have a point where he's just like, I don't even have a nickel. Char- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a nickel. That Charlie Nicholas, like on Nicholas on Skid Row. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, I like okay. it. Right. How long for? Well, how long's the run? Well, how long's he on there? Like sixty days mm-hmm. or something. Until he needs like hospital help, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Until he gets in some serious trouble. He has like a little, you know, old people have that button on the wrist with like a panic button. Panic button. Yeah. He gave him one of them, but only the longer he stays out there, the more money he gets. Right. Something okay. Right. The next one's a bit, bit of a longer shot. This one's for BBC Science and Nature. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one is. Paul Merson, Paul's Merson. <laughs> Paul Merson's child has to live for two weeks in an aquarium living on a fish-only diamond. His experiment is to see how he'd survive living on a mermaid lifestyle. Paul's son would have to wear a mermaid's tail swimming suit for the duration of the experiment. So it's him or his son? So, so it's Paul's Merson. Right, okay. So he's like a mermaid, but a Merson. So you've got a specially adapted swimming pool in the back garden. Raw fish diet only. And he has one. You've seen them them wetsuits you can get where it's a tail. Like a, yeah, yeah. He has <coughs> one of them on. I like it, but I think no one will care about Paul Merson's son. Maybe it's Paul Merson. Mm. Get Paul Merson attached. It needs to be Merson. They'll get both in there. Here's a little bonus, but how many kids do you reckon Paul Merson has? I didn't even know he had any kids. No, um, guessing that's quite a few then. I'm going to go seven. Ooh, eight. Oh, so Jesus. Like, Eight kids. One of them must be desperate enough for this program. So, so that's Paul, why like, he's uh, that's why he's working so much. He's having Sunday dinner. And he's like fucking hell. Times are hard, and I don't want to throw any shade his way, but he's lost a lot of money gambling and drinking. So he, he has. might be tempted doing it. And his kid, maybe one of his earlier kids, also in hard times. Sounds like he gambled with birth control as well. I've got a bit of a dilemma. Being offered good money for BBC Science and Nature. Yeah. Uh, Mercy on anybody. I don't know how many, I don't know how many sons he's got though. Assuming four. On, I on feel that. like it's more of a. I feel like maybe Dave would take that on. Yeah, yeah, that, that could work. Dave would take that. Do you want the next one? Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna, sorry. I'm just going to write that down. You, know, you can, have, you can have these boobs. And take them to my take them to okay. work. Phil Tomo never dies, or Phil Tomorrow never dies. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Phil Thomas Thompson in a jackass fear factor style television program where he literally has to put his life online each episode. E.g. Tyra walking between two buildings, swimming with sharks, etc, etc. What's it called again? Phil Tom... Phil. Tom on... Tom on never dies. Phil Tom on never dies. I can't remember it's like... Is it like tomorrow never dies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom on never dies. That works, that Phil works. Phil Tom on never dies or Tom... Tom on... Tom on never dies. So he's just doing loads of like stunts. Yeah, sort of like... Phil Thompson doing like you know, dancing like jumping out of a plane, swimming you know in the shark. Cage. But if he does die, what well, if he does die? Mm, just pull the program. Ah, and this has been 
Uh, Channel 5 with this one. Yeah, definitely Channel 5. Yeah, I, should, I forgot. You could that. swim with uh, Merson's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the Merson. Yeah, that, that can be like a bit of a hybrid. I yeah. think that's the best one. But I think those guys are going to struggle to get any jobs now. You know where the people Wait, Merson still does suck a Saturday. Yeah. He's all right. He's, he's still all right. It's the other three. Okay, okay. So uh, Tiss, the Tiss, you got one for him. I have, well, we'll work up to that food. That, <laughs> that was probably the weakest. Right, the next one, Chris Kamara Sutra. Channel 4. Right. Kami and the Sock Saturday gang discuss and demonstrate the different intricate positions from the famous Indian lovemaking manual. Mm-hmm. Does what it says in the tin. I don't know if you want to see them guys doing it, but you need... Him and his wife? No, the Sock Saturday All gang. of them? Yeah, right, yeah. okay. So he's so, it's his, like, he's sort of guiding it and then doing yeah, it. Yeah, Kami can do the old catchphrase, like, unbelievable, Jeff. Yeah. How is it, Jeff? <laughs> what channel? Uh, that's Channel 4, and we're going for like the Naked Attraction slot. You could do Naked Attraction with all the Soccer Saturday people. Yeah, that could work. Right, this is the next one. This was actually one of Nat's. I was talking about that. So this is Matt Le Rotissier, BBC Food. Matt <laughs> Letissier travels around the UK sampling various rotisserie chicken shops. This is my favourite one. Oh, fuck. Because he's like, he likes his food, isn't he? He's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine him being keen for that. What's it yeah. called again? Matt. Matt Le Rotissier. <laughs> yeah, just about works. Yeah. Was it? He's a bit weird, Matt Tissier. He's like, in it, like, he's a bit of a conspiracy nut. Have you seen him on Twitter or not? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's always talking about conspiracies and government, you know, plots and stuff. I can see Matt Letizier doing like a little, um, an item on like Saturday Kitchen or whatever, where it's like, oh, this week I'm in uh, yeah. Swansea, where I'm doing... Trying this chicken from and this There's fan. tons of chicken shops, isn't there? Yeah. And then the last one. This one I actually think is all, is quite a good idea. Do you want it? Yeah. Right. Pitching this for CBBC. Jeff Stellan spellings. Nice. Former Countdown host. Yeah. Jeff Stellan has a mm-hmm. new TV program for school kids. The set, right? A mock-up of Soccer Saturday. So you've got kids on ones that all sat there. They've all got their little headsets on as yeah. if they're doing the reporting. Mm-hmm. Kids they ask spelling questions, turn and then they're turning the letters up. So there's a confusion between countdown, suck Saturday. Uh, so they're turning the letters over, and the kid scores and everything run along the bottom of a little video printer. And also a little cheap <coughs> bonus. It's got Jeff presenting it, and then they've got a sidekick, which is Cammy, but as a puppet. So you know, like a Muppet puppet. So it's not actually Cammy, it's like no, a puppet like of Cammy. Puppet, you know, so like oh, it's the Aardvark, but that's yeah. Cammy. Voiced by Cammy doing the catchphrases. Literally just the catchphrase. Yeah, like unbelievable, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, well, I yeah. know what's going. Oh, so, is like, it? I think kids will love Cammy. I think he'd make a good puppet. Cammy would be good on kids' TV, actually. Yeah, I think Jeff would as well. I think that works. Jeff Stelling, everyone likes him. Stelling's spellings. He's slowly getting kicked off. Yeah. Got also one more year left. On countdown. Mm-hmm. So what did you say again? It's like Jeff's- he he. Goes into he's like he's kids, and what is it, exactly what does he do? So Jess presenting it. Yeah. So he's sat, you know, like on Saturday Saturday. So he's got his seat, and then yeah. the panels little kids. Yeah. And then it's just like a spelling bee kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you'd maybe have Cammy's someone doing the the countdown cards, you know, so the kids spell it, and you'd be like, "How do you spell uh, Saturday?" And yeah. then the kids spell it and then turn the letters over. Right, right, right. And right, then right. if they get a point, it goes in the video. Pr- so they'll have a lead tape. You know, it's a screen set up as if it's Soccer Saturday. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, good work. I'm pitching all these ideas tomorrow. So you can have them. You can have them. All of them. Do you want Nat's other one? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, yeah. This, this one didn't make the cut. But it was 
Akuna Matomo. <laughs> nah, I'm not having that. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, like like Akuna. I can't. Even, I don't know if I'm saying it. Is it Hakuna Matata. She's like Hakuna Matomo. <laughs> What's what That's does like he do? A, it's a it's a well-being program. So Tomo's talking about how to live a good life. What does Hakuna Matata? Means no worries I for the rest of your days. I like that nap, but I can't even say it normally, let alone Tomo. with Tomo written in. I think Tomo never dies as well. Tomo one. never dies. The pun one. works. Yeah. Clear concept. Yeah. I'd like to watch Tomo doing mad stunts. And I also think he's not probably his phone ain't ringing that much. As much as you say, like, oh, like think of a funny pun and then build a show around it. Like that is quite often. What well, yeah. Happens. yeah. <laughs> like, so I thought of um. Attention seekers, but like seeks, you know, like S I K H. And I thought if you had like drag queens who are all seek, you could you could have a digital show and call it attention yeah. seekers. Yeah. So it became identity seekers. Oh, again, by the time people listen to this podcast, Boog, they're probably banging up identity seekers <laughs> on TV anyway. I think it's good. Yeah, I like yeah. it. It's good pun. Like coming on next after Tomo never dies, we've got identity, identity seekers, <laughs> and then later on a rerun of Merson. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I had a little look at weird news just to see if anything was happening this week. Don't know if you saw any of this. This is a headline I saw. Uh, a man was arrested after allegedly masturbating at least four times during a flight. Jeez. And like, I was just thinking, how did they let him get to four times? Like. He did it like he did it once, and they were like, "Excuse me, sir, like you can't do that." And he was like, "All right, sorry." He did it again. They were like, "Um, excuse me." Yeah, how bad is that? It's been. And then after the second time, they must be like, "Right, you've got one more chance. That's yeah. it." And after the third time, they were like, "Right, you're on your final chance." Like, how did they let him get to four times, wanking off before they were like, "Right, actually, mate." I do feel bad for the person sat next to him. Well, that's what was happening. It was a woman sitting next to him, uh, and then the, he was obviously like, "Yeah," and. When they arrested him, he was like, oh, I thought, I thought she was all right with it. What? He was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, do you remember the, the four times that we called a steward over and we were like, uh, please, can you stop I doing that? I thought that was just a joke. I thought you were all coming over to join in. She took, she like t- took pictures of it as well to like prove that he was doing it. Oh, man. And the he was like, I thought better. it was kinky. Yeah, it would have been better. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why he thought she was into it because she like whipped her phone out and was like <laughs> filming it. He was like, oh, sweet. What would yeah. you do? What would you do? If you were him or you were her? Well, if you were her. <laughs> if you were him, I would maybe stop wanking on the plane. Yeah, I mean, that's a start. Um, yeah, You'd at least have a blanket over yourself. Yeah, exactly. There's ways of going about it. No, I think he thought she was into it, so he was like, yeah, look at this. <laughs> that's a bold Horrible. move, isn't it? It's got uh, a, just... Got a yeah. feeling this this lady next to me might enjoy me. Uh, so it stopped me three times, but... I'll give it one more go. Yeah. I know the saying is like third time lucky, but um, maybe four time lucky works. I'll give it one more. Only one. when you were uh, self-pleasuring yourself on a plane. I mean, he really, like, he could have just gone to the, could have gone to the little bathroom, joined the, doesn't count as, as joining the, the high, Mile High Club if you're uh, just wanking off, I don't think, does it? <laughs> I certainly wouldn't count it. <laughs> well, yeah. but as you saying, you could go to the bathroom, but I, I imagine he's the kind of guy who is doing it in public and getting a kick from it that way and another bit of weird news I saw was uh, the novelist who wrote the book How to Murder Your Husband is on trial for yep murdering her husband really yep well yeah does she not write How to Murder Your Husband and Get Away With It that is exactly what I was going to say yeah. <laughs> she was, I remember she's like in the middle of a second book yeah. and like well, right, it just almost finished that book now and then she's like right I gotta scrap that book so I, I, 
I've got the first book, How to Murder Your Husband. And right. Oh, fuck, if I only okay. just wrote the second book. It's like, shit. Yeah, so. How did she do it? I don't know exactly. I saw somebody say that she. Wait, here it is. Cotton wagon on a plane scene. <laughs> I'm sure she, like, walked into. Oh, she shot him. Shit. What? Oh, yeah, that, that's ingenious, that, isn't it? <laughs> How's How do you do it? Get a gun, <laughs> point it, pull Blast the trigger. in the face. I thought it'd be like. Slowly, you know, like slowly put something in his food or something, you know. Yeah, over time, and then it was like, oh, there's so you know, like I don't know, put a radio next to the bath with a bit of a dodgy plug or something. Oh, here we go. The motive, as old as time, greed. She stood to collect a 1.4 million life insurance policy. Classic. Yeah. Um, the book must not have sold well then. <laughs> yeah, why? I brought four books. I only sold ten copies, right? Um, Remember that loan you gave me to write that book about how to kill your husband? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, can't pay you back. <laughs> okay. I think I want a divorce. Somebody. Oh, she allegedly murdered him in his classroom. What? This is the fucking biggest. <laughs> she just like, walked into the school. Did she write the book in Korean? <laughs> how to yeah. kill your husband. Walk into his classroom and shoot him. <laughs> Don't cover your tracks. Walk in, kill him. Write a book about it first, just to sort of let everyone know your ideas. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's stupid. Oh, apparently it was a, it was an essay. Oh, it is. Either way. Not, not great, is it? If I came home and I saw Nat write an essay called How to Kill Your Husband, I would maybe be a bit uh, cautious. Or you'd be like... Record a video like, right, guys, if anything happens to me, yeah. I saw writing this essay. Remember that life insurance? Can we just change the money to go to the dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we change the money to go straight to a lab that's going to create the dog shit thermometer? Because <laughs> that is my life's work. If you did that, though, she'd probably just make even more money. She'd, she would be on But all the it. proceeds going to, like, Dog's Trust or something. Yeah. I want 80% of my money to go towards a dog uh, shit thermometer and 20% to go towards Merson <laughs> Paul's Merson TV programme. Give it everything you've got, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to our second compilation. So, lost it number two. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with a um, new episode, number 17. So, yeah. See you later.